Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the I don't know how to respond to that edition. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, to be honest, yeah. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> that's fair. It's a little meta. Uh, <laughs> totally fair. Today, in between 057, three-eyed, three-eyed crustaceans in Arizona... And Uranus may have stinky balls. Okay, so remember last week when I said that was the best title ever? Yeah. Um, things have changed. <laughs> I am obsessed with this. I, I feel like we as adults don't make enough Uranus jokes. I feel like we, ah. cut, we cut it off at seven. We're like, no more Uranus jokes. I think that... I think that needs to change right now. Here we I, are. I am tired of suppressing my jokes about this hilariously named planet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> if you have Uranus jokes you've been holding back, come at us. Um, DM us. <laughs> yes. I want to hear them. I'm getting off my soapbox. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I laughed many times writing that title. <laughs> As you should. And I stuttered even saying it. So... <laughs> so. Uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with, uh, just beaming with Uranus jokes, Marissa Riley. That's me. <laughs> I'm so happy we're making this a thing. <laughs> and if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what we were going to talk about. Um, and now that I know, I, I just couldn't be happier. I, I'm so happy to talk about, I'm, I'm just so happy to say the word Uranus as many times as possible. Yeah. And I also want to know why the fuck there are crustaceans in Arizona. What the fuck is going on? With three eyes. With, why? <laughs> why? What happened? Oh, so much. Oh my God. You, well, fucking tell me. Okay. I guess we should begin then. Yes. Okay. Yes. So let's begin. Let's head back in time. Just a few months to mid-July, when spooky season kicked off super early for one gorgeous national monument, Wupatki National Monument in glorious Arizona. Oh, I love some Arizona. It's, it's a phrase I never thought I'd say, but not to brag, Jill and I spent some time in Tucson. That's the gayest thing I've ever said. Yeah. And we freaking <laughs> loved it. Tucson, Let me tell you. Tucson's pretty great. Tucson is great. You've got some great food. You've got some great neon. The desert is magical. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was into it. Tucson is a fucking magical place. Fucking magical. <laughs> so, Obsessed. So anyway, for my geographically challenged Americans, if you're wondering where this is all located, don't worry. I got you. Please imagine California. Yeah. Point to the very south uh-huh. and move your finger to the right. And voila, there's Arizona. Easy does it. Which is nearly the shape of a square, I yeah, guess. Yeah. yeah. So point to the top of that square, okay. and you've got yourself a little place called the Grand Canyon. Oh. I know. <laughs> but, I've heard of that. But just southeast of there is Wupatki National Monument. And it's friggin' beautiful, my friends. And I'd love to show you a photo in a moment, Dr. Marissa. Okay. But in the meantime... Here's a little, bit, like a little bit about the place first. Uh, from the official website, nps.gov slash WUPA, quote, nestled between the Painted Desert and Ponderosa Highlands of northern Arizona, Wupatki is a landscape of legacies. 
ancient pueblos or villages, dot red rock outcroppings across miles of prairie. Where food and water seem impossible to find, the Anasazi and Sinagua people built pueblos, raised families, farmed, traded, and thrived. Today, if you linger and listen, earth and artifact whisper their stories to tell us still. End quote. Oh, I, I <laughs> am obsessed with everything you just said. I'm just soaking it in. I do have to say, Arizona is so beautiful. I'm talking about it again. But it's so beautiful, <laughs> and it's such, like, it's like you're on another planet. It seems impossible yes. to live there sometimes. Yeah. And just, like, what it takes to survive there, it's a little bit easier now. But just to think of how it was for people, you know, the OG people. Mm-hmm. To, to make it work is just incredible. And it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Yeah. And they thrived. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the first time I was there, I was just... The first thing that hits you is just how beautiful it is. And then the second thing is like, this is really hot. It's <laughs> so hot. It's so hot. And, and it's like, you can see for miles, but then you see like mountains and like, there's a lot more plants than you think. Enormous amount of life. Enormous. That's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. so, I think other deserts are different, but in Arizona, there's just so much it's lush yeah. in life. Yeah. Really interesting. So, Dr. Marissa, would you like to see the ruins of one of these remaining homes, which have, which has like survived the centuries? I would love to. Okay, and this is a photo, and all photos that we talk about today will be on our Instagram, our Twitter, all the social media. So please come on by, subscribe, follow, whatever the fuck the words are. So please come along and yeah, and play. Do so. it. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I do it. So what do you see here? Okay. Okay. So. This is a really cool picture. Like I said, Arizona, I, I see an Arizona piece of land, desert, uh, lots of kind of small plants everywhere, like sort of tiny bushes and stuff. I see some mountains in the background. And of course, the main attraction here is this Pueblo. And when you think of a Pueblo, you think of kind of like a red brick structure or, or a red a red structure that's yeah. kind of small, but this is not small. No, it's not. It's this, fucking huge. This is fucking huge. <laughs> this is a Pueblo fucking mansion. It's got tons of rooms. It's got little windows. Um, I think it has a second story. It's yeah. hard to tell because it is ruins and, and you know, the roof has been... It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, but it's, it's incredible. It's I've huge. never seen anything like this. Yeah, it's like... It's kind of like our Brooklyn apartment building. It's like yeah. it's like that, but in the desert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's crazy. To a T. It's, yeah. it's wild. So although these pueblos seem abandoned, there is at least one resident, or should I say one truly bizarre and ancient species living here, calling it home. And Lauren Carter, one interpretation ranger at Wupaki National Monument, came eye to eye. And eye to eye with one of them. So, <laughs> again, Dr. Marissa, with no context other than the title, please tell us what you see in this photo and how you'd feel if you found one of these things in the middle of a desert. Okay? No, okay. Are you ready? <laughs> Probably not, but let's, let's go for it. And here is our second photo, which will be on our Instagrams. Okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Show me, show me, show me. Oh, Wow. Yeah, um, get in there. Look at it. I, 
was expecting a lot of things. I was expecting a crab. I was expecting a lobster. Um, this is none of those things. Yeah. I see, um, it looks like an alien. Um, <laughs> it's in the palm of someone's hand. It, 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 and it looks like, um, yeah, it's got a tail. Uh, it's kind of a peachy color. It kind of looks like it's got like this teardrop shell. Yeah. And then uh, from the bottom of the shell is this worm tail thing yep. mm -hmm. with antennas on the bottom. Yep. None of which makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> it's truly bizarre. It it would fit like if you look at if everyone if if you just looked at the palm of your hand. Yeah. And if you just looked at that long line that goes that like curves your thumb. The lifeline. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. So if like that line that that curves your thumb, that's it's not even as long as that, but it's it and. At the, it's got three eyeballs. So. Wait. <laughs> right there at the very end. Oh, my God. It does. Sorry. I had to get, yeah. like, right up close. Because they're so tiny. They're so tiny. You know, the closer I get, the cuter it gets. Isn't it? It's kind of cute. <laughs> From far away, it does look like, um, you know, like it's going to pop out of your stomach. Like, mm. like alien style. But... I don't know, up close, it kind of looks like a Pixar situation. It's it's, it's kind of cute. It's kind of cute. It's small. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, these cute little fuckers look like they came straight out of a 1950s science fiction movie. For real. Yeah. For real. But, my friends, truth is definitely stranger than fiction. Great. <laughs> so, it always is. Let's get into it. Quote, Following a torrential summer downpour in northern Arizona, hundreds of prehistoric-looking critters emerged from tiny eggs oh. and began swimming around a temporary lake in the desert landscape, according to officials at Wupatki National Monument. These tadpole-sized creatures, called triops, oh. look like mini horseshoe crabs with three eyes, Lauren Carter told LiveScience.com. Okay, okay, that... That makes sense. Okay, imagine yeah. a cross between a horseshoe crab and a tadpole. Yeah. And then it's pink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if that yeah. doesn't blow your mind, I, I don't know what will. But yeah. I, that, that combination really makes sense. Yeah. So what the fuck is a triop and how the fuck did they end up in the desert? Yeah. Well, if you've never heard of them, there's a really, really good reason as to why and we'll get into it. Okay. But... You should know that you're not alone in never hearing about what these things are. Good. So <laughs> visitors to the National Monument got way more for their entrance fee when strolling through the ruins. Yes, it was these innocent folks who discovered them first. Oh, my God. And were a wee bit freaked out when they saw them, too. Oh, my God. Um, so, Dr. Marissa, would you do the honors and tell us the quizzical journey these good folks in Arizona went through identifying this thing? I would... Absolutely love to. All right. From LiveScience.com, quote, when tourists reported seeing them at a temporary rain-filled lake uh, within the monument's ceremonial ball court, a circular walled structure 105 feet across, uh, the monument staff 
weren't sure what to make of the critters. Following a monsoon in late July, uh, we knew that there was water in the ball court, but we weren't expecting anything living in it, Carter said. Then a visitor came up and said, hey, you have tadpoles down in your ball court. At first, Carter wondered if toads, which live underground burrows during the dry season, had emerged during the wet spell to lay eggs. To investigate, she went to the ball court, which was originally built by indig the indigenous people at Wupaki. I just scooped it up uh, with my hand and looked at it and was like, what is that? <laughs> I had no idea, yeah. Carter said, and... <laughs> Quote, that really makes you feel better when, like, some sort of figure of science or authority says, uh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. What is that? <laughs> yes. I just, I can see it in my head. It's an alien. <laughs> yes. It's an alien, Carter. That's what it is. Don't make me sing X-Files again. <laughs> so, badass Carter, who was not afraid to physically handle these alien-looking things. That's true props. Yeah, right? Did a deep dive and found out. They're terrestrial. Okay. I know. Right. Sure. But, <laughs> but these are creatures whose lineage dates back so far, they might as well be from another planet. Triops, or Greek for three eyes. Makes sense. Goes by the name dinosaur shrimp also, oh. because their ancestors evolved during the Devonian period. What the fuck is that? It's a staggering 419 million to 359 million years ago. Oh my god. Yeah. And as you can see, their appearance has barely changed. Uh, for perspective, and to help you wrap your mind around how far this creature dates back, dinosaurs didn't show up until the Triassic period, which was around 252 million years ago. So these triops were already on the scene for 200 million years. I just I, <laughs> since then. So. I know. I I I live in this bubble where I think about things like what kind of t-shirt am I gonna buy? What am I gonna eat for dinner? And then I hear about something like this and I'm just like, I am so small. Yeah. In yeah. this planet, in the history of this planet. So and then I see this tadpole fucker and I'm like <laughs> I'm like this tadpole fucker, yeah. Why are we so complicated? Why can't we be these little tadpoles? Yeah. Are their lives better? I'm just going to sit over here and ask myself <laughs> existential questions. You should. You, you finish the podcast. Okay. I'll you're chime just gonna, in and, I'm, and I'll just... Uh, you're just going to be over there having a crisis? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. That's fine. I'm like, I'm like, I have like my head like resting on my, my arm. Cause I'm just, I can't even yeah, you've sit got, up straight. You've got the thinker pose, the thinker pose on the toilet. I have you know so that, much to think about. That, that sculpture of the thinker. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Dr. Riley right now. Uh, so what is the key to their survival success? Yeah. Well, share it with us. <laughs> so it turns out they have a few keys on that motherfucking keychain. So triops can be male female or both okay uh, females can also breed on their own via parthenogenesis which is what we've covered before we have and i still don't understand why i can't <laughs> do that i don't want to right now but i would like the option right yes options uh their best magic trick however 
is in times of drought. Oh. Um, they are a patient species. Eggs can lay dormant for literal decades, plural decades, yeah. waiting for the right amount of rain to fall. Now, Wupatki gets around nine inches of year, nine nine inches of rain a year, but 2020 sucked for many reasons, including being very a very dry year for the desert. It only got around four inches, which delayed the birthing and growing of these creatures. Yeah. But honestly, what's waiting one more year for something that's been around for 400 million? So. I think it has the time. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just want to say I love that they will be dormant until they have the right amount of something. Yeah. Until something important to them comes back. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Okay. Once during the pandemic... Uh, we as New Yorkers were given the wonderful ability to order cocktails ah. over the internet. They would yeah. deliver them straight to your house. They were amazing. And then they took that away from us. I would like to go dormant until that uh, privilege comes back. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think I would like to wait until I can live that best life again. That was that was incredible. That was incredible. That, that really was the only way to get through a pandemic winter, was yeah. that just it's to not it, remember it. <laughs> yes, just high powered octane cocktails coming to your door from like morning to night. That morning was, to night. Yeah, yeah. That we, was that was beautiful. We, I mean, we funded like. <laughs> I, I think we paid for someone's college with the amount of money we spent on those cocktails. Yeah. And I would do it again. <laughs> that's right. Don't forget to vote. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that's how I'm relating to yeah, this right now. Exactly. So they were just waiting for the right amount of cocktails is, what, is what's happening here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. So uh, 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 my notes, sorry, I was just thinking about all the cocktails. So... <laughs> Oddly enough, in summer, July of 2021, over the course of a few days, five inches of rain fell. Amazing. And the sudden deluge was enough to wake these ancient beasts. And uh, Dr. Marissa, please tell us, according to Live Science and Central Michigan University, what's the life cycle? the life cycle of these things. Uh, let's talk about it. All right, quote, shortly after the rainfall, uh, quote, the triops eggs hatched. And within hours, the little critters likely began filter feeding, whatever that means. Like crustaceans, (laughs) um, they went through several molts before fully maturing in just over a week. I know. Triops can grow up to 1.5 inches long with a shell-like carapace that looks like a miniature helmet. Oh my God, I'm freaking out. Their eyes make them look angry and wise at the same time. <laughs> they have, <laughs> freaking out, sorry, I'm choking as well. Um, they have two large black rimmed compound eyes, like those of a dragonfly or bee, and a small ocellus, or simple eye between them. Ocellus eyes are common among anthropods, a group that includes insects, crustaceans, and arachnids, which are filled with simple photoreceptors that help these creatures detect light. End quote. I love everything I just said. Yeah. Um, the little helmets are mm-hmm. great. 
why why aren't we why don't we have little helmets uh, uh two regular eyes and one that's just for light that sounds amazing yeah uh yeah so imagine your eyes and there's like a a third eye right in the middle so i'm down <laughs> so. i would love to see more um and also the fact that they look wise and angry at the same time I aspire to that. That's, that's so wonderful. I think that's everyone who listens to this podcast. This <laughs> feels wise and angry for some reason. You all look wise and angry and it's cool. Looks great. Yeah. Looks great on you. So now, although these dino shrimp can live for about three months, Aww. the little lake that formed only lasted about four weeks out there in the desert. Aww. I know. But that's definitely enough time to mature and lay eggs and again, but that process got a lot of attention from the local birds. Oh, fuck. Like ravens and nighthawks. And nature's gonna nature, and they went to town on this rare site. Aww. But my friends, I wouldn't worry. This hardy species literally survived the extinction event that wiped out the real dinos. Yeah. They survived countless plagues, and worst of all, human development. So I don't think a few birds are going to stop them. No so, fucking way, no, man. not at all. So if you're in Arizona this time next year, please hit up this ball cart and tell us, let us know if something with three eyes stares back at you. I mean, I, I think that's what we're doing next summer. Yeah. I have to go see these things. <laughs> I have to stare right into all three of their eyes. After the break, we're heading to space. Ugh, not again. And it stinks. Ah, of course. It <laughs> always does. Oh, stay tuned. Please do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When Johann Rahl received the letter on Christmas Day, 1776, he put it away to read later. Maybe he thought it was a season's greeting and wanted to save it for the fireside. But what it actually was, was a warning, delivered to the Hessian colonel, letting him know that General George Washington was crossing the Delaware and would soon attack his forces. The next day, when Rawl lost the Battle of Trenton and died from two colonial Boxing Day musket balls, the letter was found, unopened in his vest pocket. As someone with 15,000 unread emails in his inbox, I feel like there's a lesson there. Oh well, this is The Constant, a history of getting things wrong. I'm Mark Chrysler. Every episode, we look at the bad ideas, mistakes, and accidents that misshaped our world. Find us at constantpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms, so when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you, 
get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And scientists have a problem with Uranus. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I promise I will be able to handle this. Okay, good. We're going to say it a lot. Okay, okay. okay. I'm going to lose it a couple times. uh. (laughs) It's not a problem per se. It's more like a mystery to solve. Ah. Yes. Now, since its discovery back in 1781. Oh, my. Or shortly after the United States was formed, Uranus has always been the weird planet. I mean... (laughs) here's what i mean dr marissa please do tell us since its discovery what strange things have we learned about our neighbor i would love to talk about this all right according to universetoday.com quote although it's the seventh planet from the sun uranus is the coldest planet reaching lows of negative 360 degrees fahrenheit Holy shit. The axle tilt of Uranus is a whopping 99 degrees. In other words, the planet is rotating on its side. All the planets look a bit like a spinning top as they go around the sun, but Uranus looks more like a ball rolling in a circular pattern. This also means a day on Uranus is about 17 hours long. However, The tilt of Uranus is so pronounced that one pole or the other is usually pointed towards the sun, which means one day there from sunrise to sunset is actually 84 Earth years. (laughs) End quote. Um, Let me just make sure I read that right. One day there, uh, sunrise to sunset is actually 84 Earth years. Yeah. That's real? That's real, at the poles. Uh, my mind is blown. That's right. um, Oh, my God. Yeah, so one part of the planet, a day could be 17 hours long, or the other day could be uh, 84 years, Earth years. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, and that's just a handful of wonky fun, fun facts about Uranus. Uh, and until recently, researchers were perplexed as to why this planet was missing the gas ammonia from its atmosphere oh or at least they thought it was missing and they wanted to know why and i know what you're thinking why care about ammonia of all the weird fucking things to focus on who gives a shit if it's around or not well it's just odd it's just odd if it's missing because ammonia is actually one of the most common elements found in the universe oh even our atmosphere has about 33 ammonia molecules per trillion air molecules. So oh. it's there. Yeah. It exists. It's a big deal. Yeah. And for Uranus to have every other common chemical compound present in its atmosphere, but this one, something is going on. That's off. Yeah. That's weird. It's so weird. So to solve the case of the missing ammonia on Uranus, researchers... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm fine. I got this. (laughs) Researchers hitched up their pants and took a deep dive into, you guessed it, Jupiter. Sure. (laughs) That's right. Of course. Why not? Now, that may seem strange, but it was a damn clever move because 
since 2016, NASA, the NASA spacecraft Juno has been orbiting that planet, giving it a celestial colonoscopy. Fun. Yes. It's a fun combo yeah. of words. For five years, it analyzed the ins and outs of Jupiter, its atmosphere, its magnetic fields, and it provided a smorgasbord of info, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Uranus, on the other hand, had no spacecraft to reveal its secrets. What the fuck? So scientists combed through Juno's findings about Jupiter in hopes to find out more about ammonia in, like, just to find out about ammonia's role in atmospheres. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe there's some weird phenomenon that happens there that could be applicable to our weird ass planet Uranus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to know something about one planet, study another one. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I yeah. see where you're coming from. Maybe so, maybe a neighbor planet find something out about that one and it'll make sense right exactly yeah. so wouldn't you know it they struck gold or should i say they struck stinky slushy mush balls so. what yeah i am sorry my mind is going back to the title which i have I surprisingly haven't thought about in a few minutes and i'm like oh that's right that's right what so dr marissa what do you know about hail uh, i mean i know it's loud it's like <laughs> it's like pieces of ice yeah. in ball form. That's right. Coming down, ruining cars. Yep. Um and and um that yeah, that's it. That's the extent of yep. my knowledge. Perfect. Tiny pieces of ice, they're Don't round get... and they ruin your car. It's perfect. It's absolutely absolutely perfect. So thankfully on our glorious earth, hailstones are made of good old fashioned water. Yeah. Specifically, quote, hail is formed when drops of water freeze together in the upper in the cold upper regions of thunderstorm clouds. End quote. Interesting. But like you said, we've all seen videos of famously large chunks falling onto cars or beachgoers on YouTube. Yeah. And those chunks are anywhere from the size of golf balls to even bigger sports related objects, which, which I don't know. I don't know either. I, don't, I would help you, but yeah. I I can't play a sport. I don't know the sports. So yeah. when that happens, the frozen droplet is quote, pushed back up into the cloud by a strong updraft of wind. When hails when the hailstone is lifted it hits liquid water droplets. Those droplets then freeze to the hailstone, adding another layer to it. Oh. The hailstone eventually falls to earth when it, when it becomes too heavy to remain in the cloud or when the updraft stops or slows down, end quote. I see it just kind of, it builds and it almost snowballs on the way down. But instead of snow, it's rain. And water. Perfect. Absolutely right. Yes. Exactly. And that was fr that quote was from our good friend, National Geographic. Good times. Now, my friends, a similar process actually happens on planets Jupiter and Uranus, except the ingredients smell god-awful and are catastrophically cold. <laughs> so it sounds, I mean, I already wasn't a fan of hail, but imagining hail smelling bad. Yeah. No, I'm going to pass. Okay. No, well, thank you. No, well, you're going to have to read, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I, I rescind my pass. So, I will tell you everything about it. Okay. I just don't want it to happen to me. So, Dr. Marissa, please tell us, what are those ingredients, and is one of them the ammonia that has been hiding? Probably yes. So, <laughs> so. All right, let's talk about it. Quote, a study published last year in the journal 
Nature found that mush balls containing ammonia form containing ammonia form high in the atmosphere of Jupiter during thunderstorms, thanks to ammonia's ability to melt ice into liquid water, even in extremely cold temperatures of around negative 162 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my God. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah. As these mush balls fall through the atmosphere, they absorb more and more ammonia, eventually accumulating up to 2.2 pounds of mass. The ammonia gets transported deep into the atmosphere, where it remains locked below the cloud base. Quote, what we have learned, uh, uh, what we have learned at Jupiter can be applied to provide a plausible solution to this mystery at Uranus, said Tristan uh, Gouillot, um, a researcher at the French National Center uh, for Scientific Research, who presented this theory at Europlanet Science Congress uh, 2021, I want to see a t-shirt for that so bad, <laughs> held virtually this year from September 13th to September 24th. And quote, so it's fucking ammonia mush yeah. balls. You got it. Gross. I know. <laughs> it's I know. so gross. Yeah, that's I'm obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, there you have it, my friends. The ammonia may be hiding at the center of hailstones, kind of like a fucked up Nearly two and a half pounds stinky Tootsie Pop, basically. That's <laughs> what's happening. It's hiding. It's hiding. It's hiding in the Tootsie Pop. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine if that happened on Earth and, like, every time it hailstormed, that smell yeah. would happen? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just be thankful that... That does not happen here. It's just wow. I'm I'm a lot more happy with our hail now. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Yeah. So please add two point two pound stinky tootsie top tootsie pop tootsie pop <laughs> tootsie top <laughs> tootsie pop um, facts to Uranus. Uh, anyway, to your fun facts about it. So obsessed. Just I'm falling apart. Just like the mush balls. <laughs> Thank you for listening, subscribing, telling your friends about these horrible things on Uranus and also the three-eyed crustaceans that live in Arizona. So random. So I am please, so obsessed. Tell them, tell them where you found out about it. And please, as always, stay interesting. Please do.